What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. This is Weekdays with Mike and joining me in the studio uh, twice in a week is uh, Daniel from Collective Shout. Nice to have you back in. Great, Mike. This is terrific. Yeah, we, you joined us on Tuesday for our Juniper, which is great. Thanks for coming in and having a uh, brief chat. While you were here on Tuesday, we were getting quite a few messages coming through. Uh, we had Nicola who uh, called up, which was great, loving uh, what you guys are doing in schools. But we also had a text message we couldn't get to on Tuesday, so appropriately here today. Uh, we've got this message in from Tanya from Brentwood. Thanks, Tanya, for your message. Tanya says, uh, you meant that you, Daniel mentioned that you spoke to grade four to grade six kids the other week. Now, Tanya says, I'm starting these chats with my primary aged kids already. However, she asking about, is your organisation able to go into primary schools to speak to uh, grade four plus kids, or is it normally high school kids you only reach out to? Mm-hmm. So often we talk about your high school talks. What does the, the, which does seem a bit, you know, I'm thinking grade four, they seem like little little toddlers. Oh my so what does that look like in primary? Yeah. And thanks, Tanya, for your uh, your message. It's a great question. So yeah, we do speak to year four, fives and sixes. Yep. Uh, to, be, to be clear that their talk is very, very different. So when my colleague Melinda Tankard restarted in this space, she was speaking to senior high schools and then... Are you 12s? Said, yeah, 11s yeah. and 12s. And then steadily it was like middle high school and then now four, fives and sixes. And it is a different conversation. So it's very much about positive bodies. It's about understanding the messages that they're receiving from TV, pop culture, advertisements about what it is to be a boy or a girl, about things like love, sex and relationships because that permeates everywhere they turn. So it's about critical thinking. It's about staying safe online and being able to speak to mum and dad and a trusted adult about things that they see mm-hmm. so for example you know like year six and sevens are you know they're on tiktok they're on snapchat and just this week well earlier last week you know asking year seven boys like what's happening online and yeah it's, it's but, frightening what they're seeing so they don't hold back they're quite happy to tell you yeah i just kind of frame it because one young boy last week came up and you know as i started my year seven session and he said yeah i was on I was on Snapchat yesterday and this bot sent me this link and it was for pornography and then it was asking me to participate in, you know, sending images, you know, and that's a year seven boy saying that. And I think to myself, oh, Danny, you really going to have these chats with look at these little cherub faces. Mm. And then invariably I say, boys, are you hearing stories like this? They all put their hands up. So that's year seven. Yeah. Okay. So then would a year four be be exposed to similar things or a little bit different? I think it's a little bit different from my understanding. But yeah, the year fives and sixes are aware of some things. Now, I would never use the, the... word pornography when I speak to them because I don't know okay. where they're at so okay. I make sure about that and even with the year sevens this week so I checked in and said do you, do you know what I mean when I say pornography and all bar one student in two sessions said they knew what I meant when I spoke about that what year was it year seven okay yep. wow okay so that, when it comes to the fives and sixes they might not have the same grid or reference for it but they are mm. being exposed and and tragically you know, we were in Geraldton just two, three weeks ago. And, you know, the mums that came out to our community session and the dads, these were the type of people who have done absolutely everything to keep their kids safe online. Mm-hmm. And two mums said, you know, I knew we were going to have to have the porn talk one day, but wasn't expecting my seven-year-old daughter and my seven-year-old son who got <laughs> exposed on a school bus and at another friend's house. 
And so she wasn't living with her head in the sand. She knew that this is the landscape kids are growing up because if your kid has access to the internet, the internet has access to your kid. And it doesn't matter how good your beautiful people are, this can happen. And so these mums are like, look, we knew it was going to happen. We just weren't thinking at seven years of age. Challenging for mums and dads, challenging for grandparents as well. Uh, yeah. Got grandkids in, the, in, that, in that, right through those, those ages, uh, through primary and high. I guess, you know, some people may say to you, well, you know, should we be even talking to Year 4s about this topic? Mm-hmm. Should, we, should we just let it, let it go? But what would you say to that? I would say, again, it's got to be age appropriate. So it's not wanting to introduce new ideas. And the same thing when you're talking to any young person, trying to get a sense of what they understand first before Mm -hmm. giving them a lot more information, trying to help them have a framework to understand. And it's preventative. Like the message is, you know, if something makes you feel unsafe, I ask them. And if someone tells you, you know, here's an image or send me an image, what would you do? And they all say, speak to mum and dad. So it's just reinforcing that message from lots of different people to help keep them safe so they know mm-hmm. to uh, report it to shut down their computer to tell mum and dad and and to continue that conversation and so it very much has to be preventative it'd be great if we didn't have to have these conversations mm-hmm. but yeah it's just partnering with communities with parents not usurping that role that is the role of mum and dad but just to encourage it and to tell them like my biggest thing is the outside voice is saying you're not in trouble you're not bad or wrong okay. if you've got scared online or something's happened to you mum and dad aren't going to punish you please go talk with them so trying to be another voice that encourages encourages them to say no 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 mum and dad want to keep you safe they love you they care about you please mm. please talk to them if something you know frightens you online mm. good daniel we'll take a break 98.5 it is weekdays with mike happy friday with me in the studio is daniel from collective shout how hard is it to, i mean most kids have got a smartphone right mm-hmm. let's, let's be let's be real yep. how how do you even avoid all the things that these kids are on. I mean, apart from not having a phone. It's huge. Because it literally, you're, you're, you're just sharing off air how it's just a constant barrage of, of stuff being popped up on all, all the platforms that these kids are on. Totally. And I think for us, the adults in the room, the adults listening, like we have to start with a great deal of empathy for our for these young people. Yeah. So I had a Nokia 3310 when I was in high school. <laughs> you know, the amount of mischief I could get up to yeah. was playing Snake on the back of a school bus. <laughs> you, whereas, you naughty boy. I know. Whereas, whereas these kids, everything is available to them. And like I say that not flippantly, but to say like, gosh, I couldn't imagine going through puberty, raging hormones with all these ideas being pushed down your throat and having to have a healthy relationship with yourself, with your mates and people of the opposite sex when you've got all of this being bombarded through your smartphone. And most kids, when I ask them how you know has everyone in the room got smartphones from ages 10 11 upwards and and you know 95 percent all do it's normal it's so so normal Mm. and so what then as a result of this normalization and the feedback that i usually get from boys and i've just had so many of these deeply encouraging messages after the session and it's not just afterwards but like a week or two or a month later they'll say dan i was in the shops or i've noticed on tiktok how everything's just pushing nudity pushing sex pushing sexualization like it's giving them the framework to realize like you guys are having to negotiate all of this like no other generation ever before like we we're gonna have to expect so much resilience and and kind of self-control for them to actually resist all the things being bombarded at them in these times and they're starting to see it which is the first part to recognize how much uh, young boys especially are being preyed on and having women just sexualized in their feeds non-stop that's the challenge i mean you hit it on the head there like right through those those challenging uh, years through puberty 
and there it is. I mean, talk about you know having you know, kids having self control, which is incredibly difficult for for a lot of particularly thinking about boys. Um, I mean, it just you know what, what is I mean, education is one part, and what you do is quite amazing. But it's interesting that the boys are now giving you that feedback, and so they're looking at they're aware. Yeah, their whereas eyes previously have been they yep. weren't aware. And so, but that also doesn't, it's, it's ongoing, isn't it? Like it's an ongoing education process, surely. I mean, you know, you, you come into a school, you give a talk, um, but it doesn't stop there. It's got to be ongoing. It's got to be ongoing. And of course, you know, we've spoken about this previous times when we've had these conversations where we need the federal government to implement age verification. And for those listening, age verification is a system whereby we can put a third party in charge to make sure that if you're wanting to access adult content, yep. you have to identify yourself. And so that's just to stop young children being exposed. It pre- presents at least some barrier. So there is so a way. Children, it, it, it exists. Other countries have done this. Okay. The previous federal government had agreed to this. Obviously, yep. we've had a change of government. The eSafety Commission is instructed to deliver a report on this by the end of this year to say, well, this is our roadmap. This is how we could achieve this. Okay. And put at least some barriers. So I would say to everybody, mm. prior to the election, we at Collective Chat were saying, ask your candidate. Now we're saying, ask your MP. And and, right. and my line, my message is, will you put the rights and well-being of children ahead of the profits of the global porn industry? That's it. Uh, Beck, producer, we'll just get Albo, Albo on the phone, the, the Prime Minister, and we'll see what we can... That'd um, be great. We need to ask him and everyone these questions. This I think, very actually, simple question. I think, he's, I think he's in France. Is he? I think he's at NATO, but maybe when he gets back. Uh, but that's interesting, Daniel. So there is, there actually is a way to make make a difference. We can do this at a, at a structural level, at a yeah. government level, and we have to because there's too much expected on educators and parents. Like I feel oh, for totally, parents yeah. in this day and age, how, all that they have to negotiate, how quickly social media and tech evolves and what to be across. Peer and, pressure. And, and then there's the peer pressure component. So yeah, there's so mm. much there. So we actually need help from government to put at least some barriers in place to keep kids safe online. Interesting. It's already been done in other countries. I hope that gets accelerated because that's really important for our kids. Daniel, we'll take a break. We'll come back and chat some more. With me in the studio is Daniel from Collective Shout. Just to finish off today, Daniel, where obviously a lot of schools will be uh, finishing today, although a lot of schools have already uh, broken up. Got a, got a decent break over the, a three-week break for a lot of schools. Um, heading into the school holidays, kids get bored. Um, they're on their devices probably more over the next few weeks than they would be at school. It just adds another another layer of challenges for parents and grandparents and those that are looking up. We've got kids at home. What would you say to parents today as a any tips or strategies on how to you know try and either start to have the conversation and get them off their off their devices yeah that's a tough that's the tough one because it's so yeah. normalized you know yeah. are you going to be as some parents say like we are the worst parents in the world <laughs> yeah. you know like, yeah, yeah, that's right. because of putting in some boundaries you know like no yeah. phones in rooms at night time you know these sorts of things a it's better for people's sleep like young people yep. need sleep their brains are still developing so you know my suggestion is like yeah to, to put those boundaries in place mm-hmm. to make sure that they're having other activities because we've heard kids on school holidays clocking up hours like 12 13 14 hours a day on screens no. we ask them flat out how many who's got the record because that you know if really? it's a bit of a competition they'll tell you so they'll spend 10 11 12 13 14 hours a day on their screens 
And so it's like, what does it wow. look like to, again, I recognize we live in an age where everyone's burnt out. We get kids doing sometimes too much, but where's their outlets to, for them to explore, to take up a crop, uh, you know, a hobby, a craft, a, a sport, like experiment with other things that can make them come alive. Cause that's my instruction to the boys. It's not just about not pursuing things that are unhealthy. It's like, what are the healthy things that you're going to add to your life? And uh, with regards to having the conversation, I think sometimes it's easier to ask kids if they're aware of other people being exposed rather than asking them directly, like, do you do this or have you seen this? But saying, you know, do you know of other kids being exposed to things on Snapchat or TikTok? And, you know, have you heard about predators online, you know, trying to get money uh, and to blackmail other young people? Yeah. You know, which they're very, that's very common right now. That's trending. You know, Is that that's right? something that's trending. Young boys in particular being groomed, thinking they're talking to young girls. So these are things that are just happening mm. day in, day out that could, you know, be a catalyst for a conversation about are you aware of this? You know, what would you do? What would your mate say? That can sometimes be easier than saying, you know, point blank, have you done this? Yeah, or what okay. have you been up to? Because I'm sure that would create a bit of fear in a lot of kids. And, and I know you've mentioned it a few times about the about what you say is that you won't be in trouble. Mm -hmm. Is that also a really important thing to keep in mind from a parent's or grandparent's perspective? Yeah, as much as possible. And it's easy for yeah. me to say because it's not my kids. You yeah. know? So I recognize yeah. that to the mum. Yeah. And dad's listening, but yeah. we we do. We tell the kids your parents are going to be upset. So then I beg the parents and I say, please, please if your kids yeah. talk to, because obviously if your kid is open, having these conversations with you, like that's wonderful. That speaks volumes about that they feel safe, they feel loved, that they can even talk about these things. And we want to keep those lines of communication open. And yeah, I, I love hearing those stories where I've had so many mums and dads recently from our time in WA say, oh, my 15 year old son came home and started talking to me the first time ever. Usually get grunts, but today he said oh we had this talk and opened up so wow. yeah that for me is like the best bit of feedback I can get is that when I'm hearing from the mums and dads in the parent sessions in the evening saying oh my son came home and said you guys need to go listen to this talk yeah that's so good you know Amazing. so that's what we want yeah. we just want families to be able to tackle this and caregivers mm. and everyone of goodwill who you know wants best for children to be able to have these conversations and that's what we want. Uh, Daniel, we are almost out of time, but before you go, uh, obviously we've got school holidays coming up right right now, um, and then you're in, still in Perth for a while. I'm so. here for the next three to four weeks, and then I'll hit the road again, and I'll be okay. on the eastern states a lot uh, in school. So we're almost booked out till mid-October to November. Wow, already. So we're already looking at dates for next year. So if, uh, if WA okay. schools are listening, teachers or, or parents, so yeah. we're looking at potentially June next year, maybe February, March, but Start June, of the year. June seems to be quite popular with a lot of the schools here so okay. we, we're looking to come back but obviously if you get in touch if you go to the collective shout website mm -hmm. we can you know follow up and and see where where it could align with our with us calendars now it's not only not only schools but you also are available and are keen to talk to a whole range of different community kind Absolutely. of gatherings, right? I was speaking to a young adults and group last night. Okay. We, what age are we talking about? 18 to 30, really. Oh, yep. really? Yep, yep. Okay. So having the same conversation, I was speaking with a pastor just yesterday in Sydney talking about how do we have these conversations with our young adult community because okay. they've grown up in the same world. They, they've still got those same challenges and um, have have agency in this space. And so, yeah, okay. it was. it's partly here's the world that you've grown up in and yeah. also if, you know, how do we do something about this as, as the now adults in the room? How can we help other people? So it's not just about receiving information, but actually being equipped to, In you know, last night there was one young lady, she was a ballet teacher to young people. And it was like, well, 
I'm never going to be a ballet teacher to young people, but you are. So how, do, how do, can this information equip you to make sure that kids are safe and you can empower them where you're, where you're working? Wow, so from, from really from age seven mm-hmm. right up until early 30s. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just a different conversation. It's just a different conversation. All righty, really appreciate coming in, Daniel. We can keep chatting, but we do need to move on and we'll catch up next time. Sounds good, Mike. My guest in the studio this morning has been Daniel from Collective Shout, and you can follow the head online to our website, 98five.com, and you can follow the links there through to Collective Shout. You are on 98.5. Good morning. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia or visit the website 98five.com.